if you have a gut feeling to learn something or to do something, go learn about it first. Even if you have to invest some money to learn about it. Like I think one big thing that people fail to realize is like people think schooling and education are one and the same and you can get an education anywhere. You don't need to rely on school to get your education. Never be afraid to reach out to people who are already successful. Find out a way to provide them some sort of value to get with their time. But if you want to learn something, reach out to the people who are doing it. Who are the most successful people in your area that are doing what you want to do? The journey to wealth is a long walk, and some may walk quicker than others, but what good is sprinting to the finish line if you pass out when you cross it? On Walk to Wealth, we enlighten and empower young adults to build wealthy, abundant lives. They say the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, and your first step starts right now. This is Walk to Wealth with your host, John Mendez. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. If you're tuning in on any of the podcast directories or YouTube, make sure to do yourself one teeny tiny little favor. Make sure to give us a follow because I don't want you to miss any of the fire podcast episodes that I'm posting this year and all the fire guests that I'm bringing on. So to kind of pick up where we left off in the story. So in last week's episode, I started talking to you guys about how I got my job at K Jewelers. And in terms of the timeline wise, I got into K Jewelers and I got into real estate. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about how I got into real estate after I started working at Sign of the Whale. So I'm going to be talking about how I got into Sign of the Whale in the next episode. But the reason I didn't do that is because I stopped focusing on real estate long before I actually left Sign of the Whale. So actually, I was at Sign longer than I was focusing on real estate. So I was like, all right, I'll tell you guys how I got into real estate. And then I'll tell you how I got my job at Sign of the Whale. And it all kind of plays into how I made 20000 an hour. So without further ado, let's get right into this episode. So my story if I could take you guys back, it all started, as you guys all know, when I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that kind of what sparked my entrepreneurial spirit, I guess. I had my epiphany back in 2020 and I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad and it kind of sparked me down this giant rabbit hole of like personal development and investing and personal finance and just learning about things that I wasn't learning in school. And I actually stumbled across this course by this guy named Max Maxwell. It was a $500 wholesaling course. And at that point in time in my life, I never invested in some type of like course or conference or training or mentorship of any sort. So like for me, $500 to blow on a course online from people that I don't know was a lot of money. I ended up signing up for it. I took the course. I was watching the videos, taking notes. I learned a ton about wholesaling. For anyone that doesn't know what it is, wholesaling is pretty much, it's like being an off-market real estate agent almost. Technically, not technically, but like similarly, like you find properties that people want to sell. Usually these properties are beat up and they're in bad situations and you get them and you sell them to people who want to buy and you make the difference, right? And so I got in a class into that. I got my logo, my LLC, my domain name. I had everything filed, ready to go. And in wholesaling, in the class, it talked about one of the things you need is a good attorney, right? So after I got my, you know, on the phone, I looked up on Google, top attorneys in Connecticut. And from there, I found a few. I hopped on the phone with them, asked them some questions. And about four or five, like, they didn't really know what I was t- kind of talking about. And there was one guy, and you could just tell, like, he read 
every law book and he would just super buy the book. He was like, oh, you can't do that. Wholesaling is illegal. You're not allowed to do that in Connecticut. You can't transact in real estate without a real estate license. But the catch is with wholesaling, you're doing everything off market. So it is perfectly legal. And it wasn't until later on in, in my real estate journey that I met tons of wholesalers. I got a bunch of wholesaler friends now that are doing multiple deals per month. But at that point in time, that was the professional. So I was like, oh, I guess I can't wholesale in Connecticut. And so then that happened. Then that pretty much screwed up my entire million dollar plan. Like I thought I was going to get into real estate wholesaling. You know, they say you don't need any credit. You don't need any money. You can easily do it. And that kind of just blew up everything. And then now we're in January of 2022 or 2021, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we're in January in 2021. And around this time period, it was right around when I was still going back to school. I ended up going out to eat with one of my, like a good old friend that I used to have, my boy Zaire. And me and him, we were just chopping it up, catching up, talking about life. He was also interested in real estate at the time. Now, Zaire went to go talk to one of my old counselors who just so happened to be at the restaurant I was eating at. And then... Zaire and James were chopping it up. And so I'm like, where's Zaire go? Because I'm sitting at the table by myself for a while. I ended up going to their conversation and they were talking about real estate and James was going to connect uh, Zaire with the guy who happened to be my like first mentor, I guess you could call him. And his name is Adam. And so they were going to hop on a Zoom call, hop on like a one-on-one so Zaire can learn a little bit about real estate, ask some questions. And then they offered to let me in on the call. And I was like, of course. And so I hopped on the call and me, Adam, Zaire on the call, and James, I think, was on the call as well. And Adam was just telling us about real estate and how he got into it and his journey. And he's in commercial real estate now. He's doing a lot of big things. And at the end of the call, I don't remember anything he said, but at the end, he was like, you guys need to find a mentor. And so I was like, all right, find a mentor, eh? So I pretty much reached out to him via email right after that, sent him an email. I was like, hey, blah, 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 blah. You said mention, you know, get a mentor would you be my mentor? And he was with it. And so me and Adam started to hop on calls. And I think after the first or second call that we and me and him ever hopped on, I decided, you know what, I'm going to get my real estate license. And that's going to be what I do from now on. And it's kind of like wholesaling didn't work out because it led me to become an agent. And so I was like, all right, perfect. It's almost the same thing. Just this way, if I wanted to get back into wholesaling, whether I can or can't, I was going to be good anyways, because I'm going to get my real estate license. And at that point in time, my mindset was, I'm going to become an agent, use the notoriety from becoming a top agent. Because of course, anything I do, I got I to pop off. I got to do a big, right? And so I got to become a top agent, use that money to get back into real estate investing, use the notoriety from being a top agent to get into public speaking, right? So I signed up for my real estate class, I think in February of 2021. And this was Real Estate University. I signed up with them. And then from there, I started taking my classes. And then I just stopped showing up to all my college classes. Completely just stopped logging in. Didn't do anything. I didn't even take my finals that semester. And I still remember I spoke to an advisor because before you drop out, you had to speak to someone, at least at stores. And so I spoke to someone, hopped on a Zoom call with them. And I, you could tell like they had no argument to try to convince me otherwise. Because it's like I was just so set in the fact that school isn't going to take me where I want to go in life. I have goals much bigger than school. I'm not trying to down down tax school at all, but it's like for me, it couldn't take me where I wanted to head. So I was like, man, with this whole world being uncertain, the only thing I was certain of was myself. So I decided to bet on myself. And then from there, I ended up working a ton because I ended up working that time in the whale again and K Jewelers. But along the way, I was doing my real estate classes, ended up passing the class on my first try. And then I had to get my PSI exam taken. And that exam 
I failed the first two times. The first time, I think I had like a 68%. And for anyone that doesn't know, it's like a two hour, like two, three hour exam. It's a long exam. And I had a 68%, meaning I was two points away pretty much from getting my PSA, you know, getting a, a passing grade and not having to retake it. And I took the PSI exam in Queens, which was about like an hour away. And I had to ask people for rides, which is super annoying. But I took the first test, failed. I'm like, damn, all right. So I think I scheduled it for a month afterwards, after that one. And then I failed the second one again. And so I didn't study for either of the exams. But I was like, I never studied in high school or college, really. So it's like, I was just doing what I normally did all my life. And then the third time, I remember I started bringing my my textbook to K Jewelers sometimes to start studying. Or I would use the online textbook and I'll bring my iPad and I would have my iPad out on top of the K Jewelers iPad so I can start studying online and taking the digital quiz for the ebook. And I just started studying, I think a week before. And I have pretty good memory. And I realized that the questions they asked from the first and second time were pretty much identical. And so I was like, all right, I just got to study these questions. I know which ones I got wrong and which sections I didn't do well in. Third tries a charm, right? And then from there, I ended up going to take my exam. I believe it was the day after my birthday, if I'm not mistaken, or the day right before my birthday. I took my third exam. Now we're in September. And I went to go take my exam. It was a Friday. I remember because I still had to work. I signed the whale that day. So it was a Friday. I went over to Queens. I believe I took the train and a bus. And I was like, man, I, just getting here was too much work. I was like, I cannot fail. I cannot go back and have to take the test again because it was too much work. And I had to pay for the, the, the bus and the train, which was like 25 bucks each way. So from there, I ended up passing. I got like a 70 something, passed both of the exams. And then from there, September of two weeks after I turned 20, um, that's when I got licensed. Now, along the way, this is part of the story. I usually never tell anyone, but along the way, I met with someone from Colwell Banker. Now, I'm not going to say her name, but I met with someone from Colwell Banker while I was at K Jewelers. And she came in because she needed a, a ruby, some type of ruby piece of jewelry for her 40th anniversary with her husband. And the gift that they got, they didn't like no more. So they wanted to find another gift to replace it instead. And so I ended up talking to her about real estate. And she just so happened to be at Codewell. So me and her were chopping it up and we hit it off really well. And I actually didn't help her buy anything that day. But then she ended up coming back around. Um, she told me that to connect with her. And so me and her, we connected. We spoke at her office. We were talking, talking about like, you know, Codewell and how I'll be a good fit for them and all that stuff. And then after me and her met the first time, she then gave me a ride over the K Jewelers. And then I helped her buy a ring. So I pretty much, I made a sale and I got to meet with someone that was a top producer in the area. And along the way as well, let me fa- backtrack a little bit because I forget this part of the story too. Before I even met her, I looked up on Google top five realtors in the area. And one of the realtors that I talked to, his name is Todd. So Todd is one of the top realtors in Stanford. He's been running the game in Stanford, him and Jeannie, for a while now. And from there, I got on a phone call with him. I cold emailed him and he happened to get on the phone with me. And I started talking to him and he started telling me about, you know, KW and disc profiles. I didn't even know what that, any of that stuff meant. But he connected me with the guy over at Keller Williams. His name is Steve. I called Steve. Steve didn't return my call, but a guy named Carlos did. And so me and Carlos, me and him started connecting back and forth. So along the way, when I met with this lady over at, at Coldwell, she uh, met with me one time. And then I met with Carlos a few times. And from there, I was really on the fence between where I should join. Like, should I go with KW or should I go with Colwell? And I was really on the fence and then I ended up getting licensed. 
And I remember like it was yesterday, I was working at Sandra Whale and I was really on the fence between where I should go. And at that point in time, like everyone was pretty much talking about like, you know, COVID and everyone getting sick. And so the lady from Coldwell, she had, you know, we spoke on the phone quickly and for health reasons, she said that she wanted to back out of, you know, working with me. And I was like, all right, bet. So that same, like right after I got off the phone with her, I'm still assigned away at the time. I'm literally working. I got off the phone with her and then I texted Carlos over at KW and I was like, I'm ready to start. When, when you know, where do I need to sign? When do I need to sign? And that's how I ended up working at KW. So that's why I chose KW. And, and then that's how I became licensed with KW. And it's one of those things where that whole portion of my life leading up to that, every day just felt like the same day because I was working at K Jewelers, I was working at Sign the Whale, and I was studying for real estate exams. So it's like every day just felt like the same day. And once I got licensed, I was like, all right, like this is the start of a new chapter of my life. And then I got licensed, I think it was the 15th of Stanford or something like that. I became officially licensed with Keller Williams. And that's where this story kind of ends off. And my biggest takeaways really from this is if you have a gut feeling right to learn something or to do something go learn about it first even if you have to invest some money to learn about it like i had a gut feeling to get into wholesaling and i paid for a 500 dollars course and i learned a ton from it did i end up doing it no have i ever done any wholesaling since then no but i definitely had learned a lot and it made me become okay with investing in myself and investing in education not just school i think one big thing that people fail to realize is like People think schooling and education are one and the same, and you can get an education anywhere. You don't need to rely on school to get your education. And so for me, investing in that course is what that kind of was for me. It was I invested in myself and I learned a ton. Now, also, the other thing I learned is that you don't have to be correct. Like wholesaling wasn't the correct decision. And real estate, you'll learn later on, also wasn't the right decision, even as an agent. But as long as you're moving directionally in the right direction, like you'll land in a good enough area where you can start getting some clarity and start really refining and honing down as to what you really want to do, right? And next big takeaway is never be afraid to reach out to people who are already successful. Find out a way to provide them some sort of value to get with their time. But at that point in time, I wasn't even thinking about how I could help, you know, get them some type of value. I was just cold emailing people that I've never spoken to before and hoping and praying that they would respond back. And from there, I got multiple people to respond back that were top agents. So it's like, when you got to reach out, if you want to learn something, reach out to the people who are doing it. Who are the most successful people in your area that do or are doing what you want to do? Reach out to them, take them out to lunch, try to get their, some, you know, on their calendar some way, shape or form so that you can learn from them and see if it's something that you really want to do. The next thing I want to tell you guys about is, when it comes to taking exams, at least for the real estate exam, for all the people that want to get licensed, it is a long exam. But honestly, you don't have to read the whole book. I only read like a few certain chapters, at least in Connecticut. In Connecticut, I can't speak for anywhere else, but it's like take the test, fail, and then learn from your mistakes and then try again. That's what I did. I took the test, I failed twice, and I memorized the questions that I failed on. And then from there, I came back the third time and passed it. And um, the last thing, and this is specifically for people that are also trying to get into real estate, is start interviewing brokerages long before you actually get licensed. And that way, when you do get licensed, you know where you want to go and you can just pretty much get it started. And there's one more part of my story that I forget to share. Uh, but along the way with Adam, when he was mentoring me, he connected me with another guy named Joey and or Joe. And so Joe and Adam kind of both mentored me along the way. And that's also where I learned the power of connections and networking. Because I met Adam and he connected me to Joe. 
And then Joe connected me to my photographer who does my headshots, who worked with WWE. And it's like, in this world of business entrepreneurship, it's like, you have to have connections. And that is the most powerful things you can do. And you can start tapping into people that you normally will have no business reaching out to if you have the right connections. So that's all for this episode. Next story, next part of it, we'll pick up how I started working at Sign the Whale during the pandemic. And that was one of the biggest chapters of my life because I was there almost three, four years. So I'm going to tell you the story of how I got that job and how I was able to quit and go full time as an entrepreneur. And that is kind of the day I quit, also the day that I made $20,000 an hour. But that's going to be the final part, right? We still got some parts in between. So I'll see you guys in the next episode. Take care. You've now finished taking the first step. Now let us help you take the next one. Subscribe to our newsletter at walktowealth.com. That's walk2wealth.com so we can keep you moving on your journey. We'll see you on the next episode of Walk to Wealth with John Mendez.